Remember, remember when growing up, we had those those precious uh, vital sayings that uh, were kind of put dropped into us before, especially before we went on a trip or went away from home for a time. I can remember mom saying, you know, uh, be sure to take clean underwear. In case you're in an accident. Anybody ever heard mom say that? Yeah. Be, yeah. Be, if you, you, maybe in a wreck. Be sure you got clean underwear on. Now Barbie tells me that. But, uh, but uh, any, any other words of wisdom? I, I remember uh, daddy would say, well, you probably got lots of them, Todd or Jim, whoever was that back there. One of the ones that, that I heard say, dad said, son, remember who you are. And that kind of grew on me. Remember who you are, and I always kept wondering, did they did they forget? You know, I mean, but but last Sunday morning, the, I was just thinking about as as not only for the, not only for the the Haiti team, they were talking about Haiti, and Jeff was talking about uh, the the graduates this morning. So I I wrote a letter, and Jeff was gracious enough put a letter in in part of the packet that he gave to each of the graduates, and and the the letter was basically a brief message of remember who you are. First Corinthians chapter six. Verse 19 and 20, very familiar, says, What? Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? For you, have, you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And I thought, wow, what a, what a just what a good reminder whether we're going on missions, whether we're going across the street, whether we're going to work in the morning, whether it's whether I'm going to be with grandkids, whether I'm just it's just my wife and me, or whether it's just me interacting with people that the Lord brings across my path, remember who I belong to. Now, there's a difference between ownership and management, right? I mean, we talk about stewardship. And and uh, and that's a it's a it's a it's a good topic. It's a it's a subject that's right to talk about uh, managing well that which has been entrusted to our care. We talk about be wise stewards of that which God's given you. Wise stewards of your children. Wise stewards of of any gifts or any talents. But but when it comes to to stewardship and even to management, it's a little bit different between ownership. If, if you own something, we, we like to think if I own it, I can do with it what I want to do with it when I would do with it. Now there's got the government regulations and, you know, we don't know if we own anything. But, but here the scripture reminds us that um, as, it's, as he's as reminding us of, of, the, of the stewardship of our body, uh, he's reminding us that it's not our own. And today we hear this, you know, we hear this debate, that part of the pro- uh, life movement and part of those that are pro-abortion or, or pro-death it's it's my body i can do it what i want to well god's word has a lot to say about it. it's not our body if you know we've been bought with a price and it's a very high price and our bodies are designed to to bring god glory there's there's a couple of verses i just want to look at quickly uh exodus 19 5 i think and uh and thinking about this this morning from deuteronomy scripture but exodus 19 5 says, now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine, says God. 
All the earth is mine. Psalms 24, 1. Psalm 24, 1. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world. And now look at this last phrase. And everybody who lives in it. And everybody who lives in it. He owns us. We're his. The, the, the shepherd king would write, uh, we're the sheep of his pasture. We belong to him. And when we talk about our bodies, it's just a pretty amazing thing. Uh, I was able to sit and talk. Uh, had a physical this week. First physical I've had in, since 1991. So I don't know how long that's been. But uh, they still do physicals. And, and you know, I, I guess you've got to figure out what do you talk about while you're getting physical. Um, I was talking with, with, a, with a doctor this week. These uh, uh, bodies are amazing things. Skeletal, you know, skeletal structure, bones. Around 206 bones. And, and about, about half of those are in our hands and feet. And the other bones in our body are, you know, most of the bones are, are, are joined at f- some kind of flexible joint, uh, you know, with tendons and ligaments and all those things, and gives us this tremendous flexibility and mobility that we have with this skeletal structure. And, and then think about, our, you know, our, our heart, the strongest muscle in the body, weighs around a pound, maybe, around a pound, and yet pumps blood around 100,000 times every day, beats. And uh, we know it when it skips a beat or it gets out of beat, don't we, Woody? It, it gets tension. But, but, and, and, and it's pumping blood. Think about this now. It's pumping blood through around 60,000 miles of blood vessels in our body. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and our creator, our designer, spoke it into being. You know, just spoke it into being. Our bodies are meant to, uh, you know, to glorify the Lord. And no wonder, was it, one of the scriptures says that we are fearfully, I think it's Psalms, is it Psalm 119? We are, no, Psalms 139 or something. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Wow. Absolutely. So 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, uh, reminds us that whatever we do, whether we eat, whether we drink, whatever we do, we do it all to the what? Glory of God. That's what I was sharing about Mildred, uh, the, the glory of the Lord. And then Psalms, I mean, then 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13 Reminds us again that our bodies belong to the Lord. It says meat for the belly and belly for meats. So I, I kind of hang out on that first part of that verse. Uh, it says, you know, but they're, they're, they're both temporary. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. And look at this. And the Lord for the body. The body is for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. Now, we talk about stewardship and our bodies belonging to the Lord. There, there's scripture in First um, Corinthians seven, that reminds us: if you're married, okay, you're, you kind of share that body with your spouse. And uh, Barbara and I are coming up on our 46th anniversary, and 46 years ago, I'm reminding her 
hey, young lady, I just want you to know, Scripture says now, this awesome, beautiful body that God's given you, and you know, you, you, you're sharing this thing with me. It reminds me of being considerate, and I heard a story about a, uh, a guy that had been trying to work on his marriage. So he was talking to a counselor, and uh, the counselor realized that he needed to, he could, he could, he could uh, this guy could handle a few pointers. So he told him, he said, you, you really need to be a little bit more considerate of your wife. From what you've told me, you need to be a little bit more considerate of her. So I would, I would suggest you try to, to do some things to show her more consideration. Well, this guy was kind of like a, you know, he's like a, like a lot of us guys. He kind of redneck clawed there, and, and, and he just looked at him and said, well, look. So the counselor gave him some suggestions. So sure enough, a few days later, the guy shows up after work. He comes home. He's got on a, a the nice new suit. He's got a, a cologne on. He's got a bouquet of flowers, and he's got a box of candy. And he walks into the house. He's going to surprise his wife. He's going to show her, you know, some consideration. And he walks into the house, and when he walks in the house, and the wife comes in and sees him, she just starts sobbing, almost uncontrollably sobbing. And he's standing there, and he's wondering what's going on. And he says, "Honey, honey, what's happening? What's happening?" She said, little Tommy's been sick all day and throwing up. The dishwasher's just broken. You know your parents are coming for this weekend. And you show up drunk. And, and so in our consideration, we need to understand to be considerate. Now, I, I want to tell you, I, I tried that. I, I read that this week. And I tried that on some of the couple of ladies at, at the office. I think Carol might have been one of those this week. And uh, I thought it was kind of cute. And, and they just looked and they said, that ain't funny. That ain't funny at all. <laughs> So I got to figure that out. But we need to be considerate of each other and know that our bodies belong to the Lord. But not only our bodies, but Scripture makes it clear, too, that our minds belong to the Lord. And usually it is true that our bodies kind of follow where our mind or where our thoughts lead us, they, where they lead us. Uh, Proverbs 23, I think, says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So, so it's, it's, it's important that we think right. Not only that we, that we are good stewards of our bodies physically, but that we're wise stewards of, of this amazing brain and mind that God's given us. Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses uh, 4 through 8, I think, in the, in the New Living, but have got some, some, some good stuff. It says, Be always be full of joy in the Lord, and I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember... The Lord is coming soon. So don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And then the verse that we, we a lot of memorize. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what's true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And notice again in verse 7 that as we, as we think on these things, that, it's, that the peace of God will guard our hearts and what? And our minds. It will guard our minds in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 16 says, 
This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. Isaiah 26, 3, you're very familiar with. I love this verse. It says, you will keep him. God will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Jeff this morning shared the, the connection between faith and trust. And did a what a, what a fantastic job of, of he did of, of presenting that and of in such a way that we can understand. And here God said, "Hey, there's 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 not only that, but the peace comes as He guards our hearts and guards our minds. So we we see that it's our it's our bodies that bring Him glory. It's our minds that He wants to stay stay on Him, and it's our hearts." It's our hearts. Isaiah 26, this transition here, it says the perfect peace whose mind is still him because he trusts in him. And, and this transition to, to, to this, our hearts belong to him, to the Lord. One of the first, uh, Barbie, you know, you can't be married four to six years without these women having an effect on you. I always, I always thought musicals were, I had, I struggled. I had a hard time with musicals, to tell you the truth. I, I, you know, you're watching a story, and in the middle of it, they break out into some kind of song and or dance or stuff, and I'm like, that, what a waste of time. Uh, and then, and then, several years ago, we were in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, for a, a, a conference, and and found out that the musical Oklahoma was presented live, not not for Sand Hills, I think it was. So we rented a car. And uh, I, I'm, I'm doing my husbandly thing. She wants to go see this musical. I'm going to take her to see this, you know, this live musical. And I like that thing. And, and it changed my perspective. You know, they did Oklahoma. They had the real horses. I thought, man, if they got real horses, it's no big deal. And, uh, and so then I, I kind of love this. Now, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Is, I, I see that rerun all the time. Sobbing Women, you know, I, into that. So she, she kind of changes uh these things we that we that we think about this well one of the chick flicks that barbie uh got me to watch one time and she said this is really good you'd like this if you ever watched it it was uh sweet home alabama i think it is uh and i like the part about the cat with the tie the, the dynamite to the cat's tail and uh and and the rocking chair, there, the recliner that pops up, a few things. But there is a, there is a little phrase in that in that movie where um, was it Reese, whoever that girl is, she's 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 you know she's at, there at the wedding and and this the big New York uh, guy whose mom is a mayor and Candace, uh, you know, she makes a good politician in that movie. But uh, so this this little Alabama girl is telling this guy why he shouldn't want to marry her. And, uh, and, and, you know, and she realizes she's still, still, well, she doesn't realize she's still married, but she still loves this other guy. And she's telling him, you don't want to marry me because she said, I gave my heart away a long time ago. So we talk about our heart as being a, the seat of emotions and, you know, our minds kind of logically, but, but there's, there's more, another part to that. And when we give our hearts to the Lord and when he comes in and, and, and makes his home in, in our heart, uh, it goes not just a head knowledge, but a heart knowledge. You've heard old preachers talk about that. Don't just know him, about him, but know him in this uh, heart knowledge. There's a few verses I'm kind of going to run through right here at the end. In Acts 16, 14, it's talking about Lydia. It says, And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, 
which worship God, heard us. And look at this, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. God opened her heart, not only her mind, but her heart to those things. Acts 28, 27. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. And we're going to see, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I put it him down, but yeah, Matthew chapter 10. Matthew 10, you kind of see this progression of, of the gospel and of Christ coming in. Uh, with, with seeing, with hearing, goes back to what Jeff was talking about this morning, with understanding with their hearts. Romans 10, 8 through 10, says, But what says the word is not the even in our mouth and our heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made Unto salvation. Another one in Mark chapter 6, verse, uh, verse 21. It says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the, of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. So in all we do, and all we say and all we think with all our bodies, with all our minds, with all our hearts, remember who we are. Remember who we belong to. I think Jesus summed it up in Mark chapter 12, verse 10, when they asked him, what's the greatest commandment? And he shares this. Mark 12, 20. I don't even know. If, did I send you that one? No, but you can be there. Yeah, 12. Or 1230. I'm getting there. 10, 20, 30. And thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Remember who you are. Wherever you go, Evelyn, when you go to, I keep wanting, is it Tanzania? See, I keep wanting to call it Zimbabwe, but where it's in Tanzania. Next door, where do you go to Haiti? Where do we go to, where's that Grace, Grace Camp, the Builders for Christ are going? Where is it? Down in, uh, somewhere down bound Macon, hot. Cochrane, Georgia, yeah, somewhere around Macon. It's hot down in Milledgeville somewhere. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. Tomorrow, as we're celebrating Memorial Day and, and got a day off, offices are closed, um, I think I hear the Lord calling me to take grandsons fishing. Rim are on the bed in the pond, so it's a good time to fish. Remember who you are. Remember who you belong to. In everything we do, let's bring him glory. Just a reminder. Jeff was this morning was to remember, and mine's just a reminder. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us so much that you not only tell us you love us, but as Jeff was sharing this morning, you demonstrate that to us. Matter of fact, your word says that God demonstrated his love for us. And that while we were sinners, God died for us. Jesus died for us. Wow. You do it in such a way that we can never forget. We don't want to forget. And sometimes it seems like we're close of forgetting, of not remembering. 
but you remind us that, Father, wherever we go, whatever we do, we need to remember who we belong to. And that's to you. For your glory. Amen.